Dear young lady, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> I'll cut to the chase. This isn't one of those big lectures from your big, big aunt or your mom about sex. We're here together in this decade, all right? Now fasten your seatbelt because you want to get on this ride. I don't recall if I was a troublesome child growing up, but I do have a couple of injury scars on my legs, so maybe that's a telling. I do remember, though, a couple of plasters every now and then. The reason you're advised to cover up an injury with plaster is so that it's not contaminated by germs entering in. Science tells us that the female body has 11 holes, two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, one mouth, one navel, one urethra, one vagina, and one anus. Whatever comes in through these openings gains access into your body. When you have sex, you allow another person gain entrance into your body. Now, unlike any other hole, this one has a deeper spiritual definition because it's only through this hole, the vagina, that procreation occurs. The sperm that the man releases is the very seed of another life. So like a hard drive, it has encoded in it family history and behaviors, spiritual DNA, diseases, and all other things that you and I have no idea about. As you're listening or reading this right now, you're either currently sexually active, legitimately or not, once sexually active, or you're a virgin. You also have an opinion already about sex, but you still need to listen to this. Trust me. Sex creates a merger between people. Your female body releases a bonding hormone with your sexual partner and you naturally feel closer to him. Him. Imagine the volatility of having this with someone you're not fully committed to as in a marriage. You begin to have expectations of them that they're not under any obligation to fulfill. I know the media has shown sex to you as the casual, heated release at the end of your first date or third. And it's really not that special. Now, since it's only the manufacturer of a thing that can tell, that can really tell how it should be used, let me show you what the Bible says about your body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 says, Haven't you yet learned that your body is the home of the Holy Spirit God gave you and that he lives within you? Your own body does not belong to you, for God has bought you with a great price. So use every part of your body to give glory back to God because he owns it. God owns your body and he doesn't want you using your body any which way you feel like it. If you've only authorized one flash drive for use for your laptop because you have very important documents and you don't want them corrupted, you'll be livid if the person you trusted with the laptop keeps inserting every Tom, Dick, and Harry flash drive in it. See what I did there? Whether you have a car or not, you've experienced some reckless drivers at least once in your life. They caught in front of your car daring you to use your sense and apply instant brakes. When you check out the car to maybe give a stinger to the driver when you have a chance, you realize how battered their car is. Scratches, 
broken lights, half hanging bumper, no side mirror. Even the driver himself may have some teeth missing. <laughs> you can then see why they don't mind an additional dent on their car. They have nothing to lose. I recently got a new paint job on my car and I can tell you this. As fine and shiny brand new black as it looks, it's been the most stressful thing. By the way, those people that open their car doors like they have Thanos fists and leave straight line scratches on your car seem to not be interested in this same heavenly race I hope we're on. It's such a carelessly evil thing. Now, before I got the paint job, I had a number of those scratches. Now, in the spirit of maintaining baby girl, I always looked forward to a fresh paint job to get it all out. And I finally got the chance to. Now, I'm always so careful about where I park, how I move in slow-moving traffic or road intersections, or pretty much anywhere there are cars, which is everywhere, by the way. I now have something to protect even more than before. I'm always like, don't scratch my car! <laughs> A similar example is when you finally clean out your room and change your bed sheets. Even you are careful not to ruin the freshness of it. You may have been introduced to sex the way you didn't intend. I wouldn't go into the possible instances. So to you, every new sexual encounter feels like, well, the door is ajar anyway. So this new entrance makes no difference. Like I mentioned earlier, I know you already have an opinion about sex. I'll talk about how pleasurable it is and how your body will demand things from you in the next letter, but I still have more to say in this one, so stick around. Your parents may have told you before or probably even threatened you to hold on to your virginity until you're married, so to honor them, you mechanically obey or you decide to spite them out of rebellion. Yes, flash. Nobody hands you a shiny medal of virginity preservation when you eventually get married. And it's not plastered on your forehead either. If you look at it from the perspective of self-respect and honoring the real owner of your body, that's God, you'll have a deeper understanding of why abstinence is important. Like I said earlier, sex creates a merger. The reason you're careful to quickly shut your kitchen door is so mosquitoes don't enter. You can't say it's only the kitchen it has access to, so you're good. It can fly into every room and sing into your ears at 3 a.m. if it wants. It's in already. When you let someone have access to you in that way that sex does, they leave a part of them in you. And don't even kid me that you're using condoms. This is beyond pregnancy prevention. What about fluids? You have enough troubles as one person than to be a walking dustbin of other people's spirit. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm really just trying to remind you of who you are. You're the king's kid, the very apple of God's eye that he sent his own son to die for. It doesn't matter how broken you may have been, the ultimate panel beater is always ready to fix your broken bumper, replace your broken side mirror, and give you a fresh paint job. That's what being born again gives you access to. A brand new start. Read my letters three and four to you on how to become born again. 
oh, it would change your life, literally. And if you're not already having sex, don't think you're the odd one left in the world. There are many of us like you who may be bougie, stylish, confident, eyelash wearing. You may be all of that. It's called self-dignity, not a death sentence. There's such incredible peace in being whole. Keep it. I still have way more to say to you, but I'll have to do it in another letter. Do not miss it. This one is already long enough. I'll leave you with this. No matter what state you are sexually, you can choose today to either reaffirm your commitment or come back to the hands of the Father to make you whole again. His arms are always wide open, waiting for you. Always. I'll talk to you again soon. Your sister. Danke.